And it's time now for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia Sally. And fishing guides are excited to welcome back fishing anglers. Kia ora Mani. Yeah, the freshwater fishing season starts tomorrow and it's looking like it, it'll be a busy one. Fishing Game expects to sell about 100,000 fishing licences this year, about 10% of them to international tourists. That's good news for fishing guides, some of which lost all of their business overnight when the borders shut due to COVID. Martin Langlands from Troutlands Guiding Service in Canterbury says it's been a tough few years, but bookings for this season are already looking good. There's certainly an increase in bookings. I think most guides across the board, quite a lot of interest. You know, people have been pent up, you know, not being able to fish for a, a while. So, yeah, it, it, you know, having the borders open um, certainly has increased the number of people coming. No question. Mr Langland says before COVID, his business was mostly international anglers, but he's had to adapt over the last two seasons. He says this year he has a good mix of domestic and international bookings. Some of new customers, look, it's a real um, wide open field. Um, Australia, Norway, USA, UK, Sweden, the list goes on, you know, basically from all around the world. Gosh, Norway and Sweden is a long way to come to catch fish in New Zealand. Norway and Sweden is a long way to come, but that shows the allure that uh, Aotearoa New Zealand has in terms of fly fishing. It really is a mecca destination. The Professional Fishing Guides Association has about 150 licensed members, mostly catering to overseas clients. Its chair, Craig Smith, who runs fishing tours from Wanaka, says bookings are not back to pre-COVID levels, but they are increasing. There's hope this season. The last two seasons have been just devastated the industry. And um, no, bookings are looking good for our guides and really positive. Look, personally, my bookings are good. And um, speaking to our guides, both in the north and the south, they are yeah, really, really pleased um, with the border reopening. That's Craig Smith. To other news, cattle disease M. microplasma bovis has been confirmed on a fourth mid-Canterbury farm. The new farm is near the infected Ansco feedlot near Ashburton, which houses about 12,000 cattle. Just last week, the Ministry for Primary Industries announced a control area notice around the feedlot and that culling of the feedlot and eight nearby farms would begin soon. M. bovis Programme Director Simon Andrews says the latest case is in that controlled area. Many of the properties, the the eight properties that are in that risk area are already under uh, some form of direction that prohibits um, the movement of animals um, without, say, a permit to move. Um, And these these are instruments under the Biosecurity Act. Uh, so we do have uh, confidence that um, you know we are managing uh, any of the movements of cattle uh, at this point uh, in time, and then we have the additional uh, measures and protections coming into place on the 13th of October. Simon Andrew says it's unclear how the disease is spreading, but it's expected more farms will test positive. We do, you know, expect to find further infection. As we've signalled, you know, there is a property within uh, the Wakanui area that we're doing additional testing on uh, at the moment that is likely to be confirmed, and we did expect this. And you know, we are doing a significant amount of surveillance as we as we have uh, throughout the course of the program uh, to ensure that we are removing any of the final pockets of infection that are out there.
That's Simon Andrew. Small Waikato dairy company Tatua has announced it will pay its farmers a record $11.30 a kilogram of milk solids for the 2021-22 season. Company chairperson Stephen Allen says the high price is possible because Tatua had another solid year, achieving group income of $444 million. He says farmers are facing increased costs on farm, so it was nice to let them know about the record payout. We sort of a bit old fashioned. We <laughs> we phone all our farmers, um, so the directors, the farmer directors at least, get on the phone and ring each of our suppliers individually. I, I spoke to at least ten or twelve in the last forty eight hours, and um, they're just really grateful, very very thankful. Really wanted um, us as directors to pass on our appreciation to our wonderful staff there at Tatua who have you know, really just done an incredible job. Given the circumstances that New Zealand's faced really over this last two to three years, it's, it's just outstanding. Stephen Allen says high dairy prices and strong sales for Tatua's value-add range helped secure the result. Time now for the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, Suze Bremner, a little earlier today. Hey Suze, what's been happening this week? Well, the beginning of October means that processors start checking teeth and we did see a bit of an influx of old season lambs at the yards this week, despite it being a short one. There are buyers out there with contracts to fill and so the demand is still good for the short-term lambs, but it is being noted that anything longer-term in the store pens that would risk cutting their teeth, they are now being discounted. So how did the season look for lambs then? Well, it actually winds up a strong season for lambs, but one that didn't reach the crazy heights that we saw last year. It was more one that kind of ticked over at a consistently strong level with little fluctuation either way. This week around the yards, the top prime lambs have traded at $200 to $272, but lesser store lambs were making $75 to $165. And how's the cattle market looking? Well, this short week didn't really disrupt the flow of the store cattle sales either, aside from a few cancellations earlier in the week. Volume continued at the high levels that we typically see for this time of year. And there were enough buyers in attendance or online at yards to ensure a mostly full clearance. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. And just lastly, two Kiwi men have placed 10th and 17th in the World Ploughing Championships in Ireland. Bob Mertens from Timaru and Ian Woolley from Blenheim took part in the event in Rathniska, which is in the centre of Ireland last week. Speaking from Galway, Mr Woolley, who placed 10th, says he's a little disappointed with the result. In the grass... um I had a couple of breakdowns during the day, uh, hitting stones um, and bending parts of the plough and, and smashing one part completely off and then having to get it rewelded. And um, So, yeah, look, yeah, there was a few technical issues there on day two. Um, after day one, I was, uh, I, was, I was once again 10th, but there was only a five-point spread for those top 10 places. So you, you were right there. You, you were right on it. And Ian Woolley's already making plans for the world's next year in Latvia, which he's already qualified for. And that's the rural news for this week. Koirati Purongo o te taifenua.